Hello, boys and ghouls. Once again, it's time for Movie Reel. I'm your host, Kevin Tracy. And I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And you're in for a treat this time, folks. For our 31st episode on October 31st, it seems fitting for a Halloween night, we will talk about the most famous Halloween movie of all, Halloween. (laughs) Do you think anybody's like, hmm, I wonder what it's going to be? You said Halloween a lot. Well, you know, you really got to nail it in. Mm-hmm. You know, some sometimes people just don't don't take a hint. So yeah, we're doing Halloween, uh, the 1978 original by John Carpenter, uh, a true classic in in terms of horror. We're, we're more or less done with our history of horror thing, and we're just kind of going with a, uh, a fan favorite, uh, personal favorite of mine. And it's just kind of been a tradition for the past few years that every time Halloween kind of rolls around, you got to watch this movie at least once. And uh, I know I did about a week ago. Uh, so have you ever seen this before, Sam, before doing this? Or, I, or is this your first time? This was my first. Shocker. Okay. I mean, has there been any movie wow. this, this, this month this that month. I've actually seen? I I saw a standard, s- standard question. I saw <laughs> like a snippet of them years ago. And I've seen Nosferatu pop up on SpongeBob. But that's been about it. I haven't watched like any of the movies this year um but my friends and i we're gonna be like on uh we're supposed to be like carving pumpkins and we're gonna watch a scary movie and at the time i suggested how about halloween and because i at the time like i'm kind of getting into slashers let's watch halloween and they're all like okay yeah but it wasn't like i didn't know if it was like official official so then i don't remember if it was me that suggested we do halloween or whatever and then when they were like confirming, like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch Halloween. I'm like, oh, I'm doing it for the podcast. Will that be a problem? <laughs> and they're like, just don't tell us what happens because we're all going to watch it. Because I think they hadn't seen it either. And they want- we, oh, we okay. all wanted to watch something we hadn't seen. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but I just won't I, say I anything. Mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is a, like a good movie to watch. Just kind of like it's kind of gotten to a point where like this is kind of like a movie that i'll kind of have on in the background when i'm like doing something like around this time like i'll definitely like sit down and watch it because it is it's an entertaining movie and it uh i I know i've kind of we talked a little bit about it before when we were doing our um uh, black christmas episode that this was kind of this this is the movie that like popularized and kind of started the, the slasher craze even though black christmas is more or less the first and kind of was like direct inspiration to halloween because both directors of the films were, were friends with each other and uh the director of black christmas told um uh, uh john carpenter uh is like hey like john carpenter asked him is like would you ever do a sequel it's like no but if i did it would be the guy like gets out of jail or wherever he is goes back to there on halloween night and kills everyone it would call it halloween and then four years later this movie came out um, wait sorry but he, the he, director of black christmas said that about yeah yeah the black the john carpenter asked him if he would ever do a sequel and then the director of black christmas gave that answer and four years later john carpenter made halloween hmm <laughs> Although he, yeah. the the director of Black Christmas has says like no Halloween is like John Carpenter's baby that is that's his like intellectual property like that that's his like that that is not my idea and he he also like had like no intentions of making a sequel to Black Christmas that was all like a hypothetical thing I guess that he was just saying just for for shits and giggles with like among friends yeah um, yeah yeah 
because like according to like him like john carpenter had been kind of like itching to pull his pull the trigger on making a a horror movie because like if you go to like john carpenter's like imdb page he is very well known for for making horror movies like um what else has he made for example other than i'm uh, assuming did he make the other halloween sequels he made a couple of them but um mainly the movie that i know him best as is um uh, the director for the thing in 1982 because that is oh, that is my personal favorite. Okay, because that's why one of the kids being babysat was watching. They were watching the thing during the movie, so that's why. They yeah, they were. That. Okay. Yeah, they, they. Yeah, they were watching the original thing from the other world, which was like 53, I believe, and then um, he did the remake. Uh, yeah, he did the remake in 82, and then there was a remake in 2011 that was technically a prequel, but they marketed that really bad. That one, that one was just, that was just a mess. What was it, but was anyway, it called? The to, thing? It was just called the thing. Okay. But it was a prequel. Okay. Yeah. It was super confusing because they did not market it as a prequel at all, or that it was a sequel, or if it was a remake, it was just <laughs> the thing you watch it and figure out what the hell it is. <laughs> okay. So, so anyway, back to Halloween. Um, what, what kind of stood out to you? Like, what what was, like, something that you knew, like, right away about this movie that you kind of had, like, direct expectations about? Um, I mean, I knew this was Michael Myers. Because I mix up sometimes Michael Myers and Jason. Uh, yeah, no, my, mo- my mom and sister, like, mix up, like, Freddy and Jason, like, all the time. Wait, Freddy and Jason? But that's, that's yeah, very well, different. But this is, like, they're both well, wearing the a mask, whereas, I mean... Well, to, well, to be fa- to be fair, like ever since the movie Freddy vs. Jason came out, oh. like when that movie came out, everyone kind of kept getting them mixed up, or a lot of people I knew kept getting them mixed up. It's like, oh yeah, Freddy, the 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 guy with the machete. He's like, no, that's Jason. No, 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 I thought that was the guy with the knife fingers. Like, no, that's Freddy. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I was getting again. This was my first viewing. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be a lot more intense than black christmas and i did not think it was i actually liked black christmas more i was on the edge of my seat a lot more for black christmas than i was for halloween (laughs) and literally and i will say there are things about halloween that seemed a little more polished than they were in black christmas but in terms of like the tension i thought it was a lot better in uh black christmas but to be fair in black christmas they don't know that there's a killer but they do know okay we can't find claire something's up whereas this no one really knows something's up except the kid who keeps seeing he sees he sees michael he sees michael come out of the house carrot coming out of the garage carrying uh annie and then walking back in and i'm i like that was oh my god but like i felt like i wasn't really creeped out or really that um unsettled until like the very end but i but the the final like shot but i will say not not even the final shot but just like when um lori finds like her friends like her friends bodies yeah yeah basically like the whole climax and when she is then dubbed the scream queen um i just uh 
there yeah so like i i did like black christmas more not saying i i didn't like this um i definitely want to see i know the sequel takes place like right after like it's really a continuation of like that night as opposed to being like a year later or something yeah the the halloween sequels i've only seen like bits and i don't think i've seen like a complete halloween sequel all i know is that halloween 3 has almost nothing to do with michael myers um and that that's pretty much it and then there was like the rob zombie remakes in like the late 2000s that were apparently pretty good from what i remember uh from the the few scenes that i've seen but like that one was a lot more of like a more I guess like more like a messed up horror, like not, not really messed up, but like more of a realistic horror of like this one. It doesn't explain why Michael snapped and killed his sister. Yeah. It, it starts off yeah. in like 19, 1963 as like six year old Michael Myers just like goes upstairs with a kitchen knife and just stabs his sister. Like after she has sex with her boyfriend. Um, also, I want to point out, I, I realized that like, they sh- like we're watching like this entire thing through like Michael's POV where he's wearing like this like creepy like clown mask and costume for Halloween. His her boyfriend and uh sister uh go upstairs like having sex and then Michael's just kind of like walking around through the kitchen and then we see the boyfriend come downstairs like two minutes <laughs> later. It's like, dude, that was that was embarrassingly fast and then he leaves saying like yeah i'll call you whatever and he I leaves and it's like I, it was like two minutes was, jeez it dude was less than two minutes because michael was peering through the window he sees them go he sees them like making out they go upstairs he goes into the house grabs a knife and how the boyfriend didn't see him standing there even though it was dark how he didn't see him there i'm pretty i'm kind of surprised I can see how he yeah. didn't, but I can, I'm kind of, I don't know. But regardless, yeah, it was less than two like, minutes. It was way less like than two minutes. It was like, it was so quick. And I'm like, geez, it's not even like, he's, but he's like pulling like on his shirt. And like, she's clearly like, she's in, when we, when we go into her room, she's like in there just brushing her hair. Like she clearly yeah. is fine with him like leaving. So it's like, what? it was so quick. <laughs> I, I know i was too. confused like it was like like part of me was like did that not happen but like when we go up and see her like she's she's like more or less naked like i think she's wearing pants or something but like she's she's, she's topless, topless but it's like yeah. yeah it's like so it's like so did something happen like i'm confused he was up there for like 30 seconds but um yeah i i will say so black christmas and i know what black christmas is kind of the same of the idea of the directors didn't want us to relate to the villain, which I, no. I do kind of like that aspect. Um, and I, cause I don't necessarily want to relate to him, but it is the same as, like I said, with black Christmas, I do kind of not know what triggered him. And I especially want to know what triggered him to break out because at first I thought, I thought that this all took place in that house like, I thought the Myers house was going to be, like, sold and that Lori was babysitting the kid who lived there or she was the one that yeah. lived there. And honestly, like, the Myers house has, like, almost, like, has nothing to do with the movie. Like, yeah. it, it's in, like, for, like, like the opening scene and then, like, seen, like, a few times every once in a while. Like, Lori goes and, like, drops off, like, the key. So is the house uh, being like, her sold? Dad's, like, a, 
or I think I, I think the house is being sold and like her dad's like a real estate agent and she's like dropping off the key for like the other like realtor or something for like the family that wants to come and see it and then like the only other times we see it is um Dr. Loomis and the sheriff and Dr. Loomis is like basically like my like Michael Myers is um doctor at the asylum who's basically trying to like hunt him down and track him because he knows just how dangerous like Michael is and the sheriff and uh that that's pretty much like the only other times we see the the house or that it's mentioned in this movie i don't know if it plays a more of a significant part in the sequels or the remake but I, again i don't know I've, I've only seen like collectively like 20 minutes out of all the other movies yeah i so but based on um the music when it shifted from the so there's the house it then shows uh, Jason, not Jason, sorry, uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael cutting out. Uh, uh, it, it was bound to happen at least once. Michael breaking out of the asylum. And uh, then it kind of like the based on the music, I thought that the house Lori was living in was the house because of the music. Because the house is like, it's a, it's a standard colonial style house. It's not anything... And it, I don't know, there were parts that I kind of thought it was her house. And then, then you know, she drops the key off and we see a silhouette. Michael is in there and he sees her. And then the rest of the day, he's like stalking her as well as the kid that she's going to be babysitting. And I yeah. kind of, and again, I'm like, is it just because she stopped? At first, I thought later when Loomis says to the sheriff, something like something triggered. And my first thought was, oh, his house is being sold. Maybe that's the trigger because the whole time I'm like, why did he kill his sister? But but how, but how but how would he know that? How would he? I don't know newspaper or something. I don't know. But that's the thing. It's like I, it's. I I don't think they have like out like direct outside news. From, I don't know from the outside world. And uh, but I <laughs> but still like asylum. But still, I was like, okay, it's not revenge. It's not like. I was just very. That's. I really want to know what triggered him. Why? Because like, if you read like the. Uh, synopsis it just says like he breaks out to kill why like yeah. i just i i again i don't i'm okay with, and i think the reason if we know a why that would maybe tie in with finding if we find out we might relate to him but um it just it does seem kind of random why he is stalking her for the rest of the day like why yeah. like well, why I, her? I, th- I think i i think he was just specifically stalking her because she was the only one he saw yeah, he she was the only one he saw, and then just proceeded to stalk like and kill like the people she inter- like immediately interacted with, which were all of her friends who were coincidentally babysitting or hanging out with like their or having boyfriend or having at the house. or having sex in a house that is not theirs, where because the baby their friend the babysitter is not there, so they're like, oh, we'll just go upstairs and have sex and wait for them. I was like, what is this? Yes. The room? We're just walking into people's houses and having sex, like. What was that? I mean, yeah, that's just that's just what every couple does that at least once, honestly. Um, and uh, it, it was also just kind of uh, funny seeing the um, the kid getting picked on at school. Well, it wasn't funny. That wasn't yeah, the funny yeah. part. Uh, I'm not a monster, okay? <laughs> and um, like the boys are like, "Oh, you're gonna get it. the boogeyman's gonna get you. The boogeyman's gonna get you." And then like all run and scatter after like knocking him down and crushing his pumpkin and the kid runs immediately into michael myers and grabs him it's like 
oh my god, is he going to kill this child <laughs> at school? Like, there's plenty <laughs> of witnesses, but I don't think this guy's going to care. But he lets the kid go, and then he just stalks and, like, watches this little kid. It's like, how does this kid not notice this fully grown man watching him and following him? But then he, he's like, in the car. For the most part. And he's. I know, yeah, but still, like, no, he, yeah, he yeah. like, follows the kid, and then he follows Lori, and, like, there's like that same car following you for like three blocks and it's like 10 feet behind you. How do you guys not notice this? I, I don't care. You guys are smoking pot. How do you guys not notice that? I notice when there's like a, uh, like a pickup truck following me for like three blocks. Cause they, they're riding my rear end. Yeah. Just like the Michael is in this movie. It's just like some, something's not, something's not checking out. Yeah. Right? But I, I thought it was just, um, yeah. Kind of going back to him just becoming a weirdly, obsessed with Lori I thought it was just also kind of weird because at the end when he when she does go into the house because she's realizing like hmm that's weird Annie should have been back by now and she sees the van her friend her other friend's van is over there but they're not it looks like the lights are off like what's going on so she goes in the house and on the this is when I was like oh my gosh and then she sees the body of Annie laying on the bed with the tombstone of Judith Myers, who's Michael Myers sister who he killed. And it just was like the, and the, she opens and she basically, uh, the boyfriend of her other friend, like swings out. He's like, what? He's like hung up upside down. And the other one's like stuffed into like a cabinet, like the setup. It was like, especially with the tombstone. I'm like, was this all designed for Lori? Did he assume she was going to come over here? Which I can understand why he assumes he, she was going to come over here, but I think the setup is just very, like, this is very specific, and none of this has to do with Lori. This is all completely, she is not at all involved in any possible way to this. So I, I more just thought, like, that's, I, I don't know, that's really kind of what was making me think, like, why her why her but also and i thought this when he first runs when the kid runs into him he doesn't seem to and like okay and at the end when he uh he's in the house that she's baby of the the house of the kid she's babysitting and she's telling the kids to like go hide and whatever he is not interested in them at all he's interested only in Lori, and i'm kind of wondering like I, I guess because she like he like reminds her of his sister uh, of his sister is what I'm kind of assuming. I thought so the thing is, um, there is definitely whether it's intentional or like it's is part of Michael's like whole complex of why he's killing. There is like a sexual aspect to this because every time he has killed, he kills a sister right after she you know, has sex with her boyfriend. He kills uh, Annie, who's about as, to... As disappointingly quick as it was. Yeah, he's, yeah. and I will say her screams were very like, ah, ah, ah! I'm like, um, <laughs> you're being stabbed! <laughs> but, um, uh, oh, you were talking about the sex, and they're talking about the killing. <laughs> oh my god. Well, both were pretty quick, but actually, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he kills his sister after after she has sex. He kills Annie. He gets in her car and strangles her because she's about to go pick up her boyfriend. And then he kills uh, 
what's the other Linda and her boyfriend? What's her boyfriend's name? Uh, uh, Bob. Bob. Okay. She go- and he kills him, and then he kills her both after they had just had sex. Like Lori is. I actually on IMDb it made a point saying like everybody the the, the whole. In most slashers, the whole idea of how like, oh, versions never die, whereas yeah. it makes the, it's, I don't know if it was John Carpenter that said this, or if it was just what was on the IMDb page, but it was saying that how, like, it's not that she's a virgin, it's that because she is, air quotes, like, alone, and by herself, she's a lot more alert and perceptive that something's happening, as opposed to her friends who are, you know, they have a, they're like, oh, I want to go get my boyfriend. I want to go have sex with my boyfriend. But I, it seems like in terms of if that is a complex, if that is an issue with Michael, again, this doesn't really apply to Lori. This all, every, all the others seem to connect to that. So I don't know. Lori seems to be the anomaly of all this, which is. I, well, I feel like he like singles her out. Because the he, most because because he saw her first yes, and was like yes it's like the first person you see is like oh is that my sister and then proceeds to kill all the other ones because they're doing the exi- like a similar thing that his sister did so he pretty much like because for the most part she only he only kills like like the girls I I mean he kills like the boyfriend because he was there I guess and the dog because that was also there the dog I was like um, no yeah, yeah I also want to point out he strangles a a German shepherd and no one notices. Um, yeah, well, Annie's also, eh, she's not that great of a babysitter. Like, they're, what, yeah, they're not great. Well, no, I thought, uh, well, uh, Lori's actually a good babysitter. Well, I mean, like, well, I mean, Lori, she, she's like solid, but for the most part, like the rest of them is like, well, Linda's not babysitting. She's just yeah, like yeah. I mean, yeah. She's just you know having sex with her boyfriend in someone else's house <laughs> when they're not there. That's not. That's equally not great. <laughs> no, but like she, you know, uh, reading to reading to what's his name? I want to say Danny. I don't remember though. The kid. Um, I want to say Danny. Yeah, yeah. I want to say Danny as well. I honestly don't remember, and I can't figure out on imdb who it is i think it's danny um but anyway ever wrong yes. or wrong i don't care yes <laughs> um the little boy she's like reading to him he's like oh why do we carve pumpkins okay and she's like like she's definitely she's de- she's a pretty decent babysitter and yeah i i did i will say she didn't she was actually like there were a couple things that happened that I'm like, you know, okay, I thought, first of all, she was pretty good at, like, fighting back. Like, she actually, like, okay, when he b- breaks into Danny's house, I'm like, she's, she was knitting before, and her knitting needles are right there. I'm like, use your knitting needles, because those are kind of sharp, and she does. Yeah, and she does. And then later, she stabs him right in the eye. It, when she's hiding in the closet, she's, um like actually uses one of the hangers to like make a weapon, which I'm like, see, why didn't they, they didn't even do that in Birdemic. They just used regular hangers to like swat at fake birds. Like she actually, I like how you're, I I like, I like how in talking about Halloween, you somehow managed to find a way to bring up Birdemic. Because of the using a hanger as a weapon, except she actually was successful with it. And every time he dropped the knife, she like went to grab it. Like she actually, made an effort to fight back. I think the only thing I noticed 
three times was that, or I'll give her maybe one. I'll give her two of them. At, no, I'll, I'll give her one. Two of them at least I had issues with. I felt like she just wasn't, she could get out of the house and wasn't. So like the first time, when she first sees her friends, she like leaves against like a wall and is like freaking out and crying. And I'm like, yeah, get out of the house. Wouldn't your first thought to be to get out of the house? She's like more just like upset. I'm like, no, get out. And then, you know, Michael jumps out. And then after she thinks she killed him the first time, she goes upstairs to get the kids. So I'm like, okay, I'll give her that one. And then, but the third time when, again, she thinks he's dead and she tells the kids, okay, go to the whatever people's house, go tell them what happened. And I didn't, I'm like, why don't you go with them? <laughs> like you, there's no reason you can't go with them. It's your uh, yeah. I'm just gonna let these unaccompanied minors go by themselves. Not even that. Like it wasn't like she was screaming at them. Like while she's fighting uh, Michael, like get out. Like she could have just gone with them. Um, but other than that, like I actually did like her because she was making the attempt to fight and like make an effort to deal with him, as opposed to just. Uh, doing nothing or being stupid about fighting back. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, um, yeah. Speaking of fighting back, I kind of want to go back to uh, Dr. Loomis. Oh yeah. Uh, who's kind of a badass. Yeah. I liked him uh, a lot. He, I wish we saw yeah. more of him. I, I, I know he's like a recurring character in the series. I just don't know to like what extent, but um, yeah, no, he, he goes out of his way to track down this, what he knows is a violent sociopathic monster that no one, like no one else is really taking seriously. Like no one else in the hospital is like, yeah, no, we'll look, look for him. But like, they basically just like, we let like local police know. It's like, well, he's not in the local area. He went home. Well, how do you know that? Cause I'm his doctor. Of course I would know that he hasn't said anything in 30 years. I would know I'm his doctor. It's like, he, he's like the only one like, taking this seriously like take yeah taking initiative and it's kind of like got like this um like van helsing versus dracula kind of vibe oh. of like it is uh, it's like a personal vendetta of like he needs to get him but it's just like he's like putting in like all this work and effort to like try and catch him because he's the only one who like fully knows like no i've, I've been his doctor for like 20 years there is nothing behind those eyes this man has like no remorse for any living thing or any living person he snapped for no reason when he was six and killed his sister he will easily do that again because this is the mind of a child in a full-grown man's body who can easily kill you it's like okay that's a fair point also, he's packing a gun and just pulls it out at like the slightest moment when he when they're uh, investigating um the the Myers house with the 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 sheriff and he's like, oh, it's okay, I have I have a I have a license for that. It's like, okay, that's cool. This 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 doctor is packing. I want this guy as my therapist. This yeah, I I liked him a lot, and I kept thinking like it would have been a really really. Int- I mean, this is not get I don't think this was a boring movie. Um, I did think compared to Black Christmas, it was a lot slower. But to be fair, again, like I said, Black Christmas, there was a longer timeline as well as something's wrong was uh, on the table much earlier. Whereas this, it was a shorter timeline. So there wasn't as much, you know, the tension shifted and there was less of. But 
I kept thinking this would have been really interesting if it this whole entire movie was from Loomis's perspective and like him hunting down uh Michael because uh like yeah, we don't see that much of him. He's roughly his his entire the entire he's in the movie for twenty minutes, like total. Yeah. And I But it it feels a lot more. Does, like they use yeah. him like very effectively in every scene. I just kinda wish there were I yeah, he is a he is um there isn't really any scene that he is like do I don't know. I just kind of uh I just kind of felt like the tension could have been even greater from him. I felt like um he finds the car. He knows he's like nearby, yet I did still didn't really feel that much tension because of it. And I mean, yeah. it's because we knew where he was, but like it's, um, but like, I don't know. I did, I did like him a lot. He was interesting. And in the beginning though, so he, and it, this is the right after we get the flashback of the, this is the first time jump of, well, there's only one time jump, but this is the time jump after we see that Michael, like a six year old little kid murdered his sister. And, He's like with a uh, nurse, like driving to the uh, mental hospital, and he's saying, "Like, no, like I never wanted to get out. He can never get out. Like, and then of course you know he's gonna get out, and they get to the hospital, exactly. and I kind of thought he was just gonna be there in this one scene. I didn't think he was gonna be that important or show up again. Um, but I had to. This scene was this scene was weird because." They see a bunch of patients just roaming around outside, and then Jason just leaps onto the car. Michael! Michael! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, why can't? It's okay. It's okay. Oh, I I know what you mean. I'm pretty sure everyone was like, "No, we'll call him something no, different." <laughs> The- so yeah, Ghostface jumps Ghostface. onto the car, manages to 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 scare the nurse and and get Loomis out, and then he just drives away. And then the next morning, when like Doctor Loomis is like trying to like, well, who the hell taught him to drive? So else he here did like he was driving very well last night because he's like trying to convince them. It's like no, he went back home to to his his hometown in Haddonfield, uh, which is based in the movie. It's based in Illinois, even though. Uh, Carpenter and I believe the editor based it off their hometown of Haddonfield, New Jersey, and then it was filmed in uh, California. It, so wrap your mind around that. I will that. say I was thinking about that because okay, I've never been to Illinois, so I don't know, but I I, I can't remember if I have or not. But honestly. Illinois, I would okay. Or I've been to the airport in Illinois, which I don't really count, <laughs> but uh, apparently. Yeah, that doesn't count. (laughs) This is Halloween. This is fall or almost November. I feel like it would be a lot colder. And they were all just kind of wearing their regular clothes. And I'm like, again, I I don't know, maybe like a jacket. They're all just wearing their normal stuff. And I it did occur to me, I'm like, I feel like weather-wise, that doesn't make sense. And then I realized, and then I found out, oh, it was shot entirely in like Southern California. So of course they're not going to be freezing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we gotta, I want to talk about uh, her friends because they fulfilled all the cliches of slashers. And again, this is in the era just before these are actual like 
cliches and tropes cliches um, yeah yeah like the only other like there, there's only been like a handful of movies that like kind of like coined like the whole like cliche things and like black christmas is definitely like the main inspiration but this is the one that like this made it mainstream for everyone so else. that had all like the creepy cliches where this had a lot of the very like dumb cliches like Okay, uh, Annie, who's the friend, who is Lori's friend, she's babysitting uh, the girl across the street. And I want to point this yeah. out before I forget, the girl she's babysitting, her name's Lindsay, that's Kyle Richards, who is one of the Real Housewives. <laughs> Which I was like, ha, <laughs> I'm not a major Housewives person, my sister is, I've seen like bits of it. but I mean, you know I but I've, seen, I've seen bits of it, but I was like, <laughs> I know that, I know that name, why do I know that name? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But anyway, um, she's yeah. babysitting and she's cooking and she's on the phone with Lori and I guess she gets like splatters butter, butter on her. and Yeah, because she, she's making popcorn. And what does she automatically do? She takes off like all her clothes and she's not wearing for she takes off her shirt and she's not wearing a bra and she I mean naturally and she it's a takes off movie. pants and I'm like and then she puts on just like I guess like the dad's like long sleeve just like a button down and then goes to like put her clothes in the wash and I'm just like you know what I would do if I spill something on me my first thought I wet a towel or something and then just like dab the spots because if you do it right away the stain will probably not set and it'll just dry like water like i i feel like i would do that unless i'm in my i will probably do that even in my own house but like she's there i don't know i just thought that was so stupid it's a it's a it's honestly it's a horror movie and they needed to get like it's gonna be our rating we might as well have some nudity i just thought it was so stupidly unnecessary and like are you kidding me? Like, well, most of the times when there's nudity in a horror movie, it's stupidly I mean, unnecessary. Okay, yeah. So that that definitely fits that stereotype of unnecessary and or gratuitous nudity. But like later, we see Linda's boobs, and again, it wasn't necessary, but it made more sense than Annie because like this one is naked and just had sex. Like the other one, she like yeah, that one I again didn't need to see it. But that made more sense than, oh, I got a, sp- I got something on my shirt. I might as well just take off all my clothes. Well, it's a good thing I'm a part-time nudist. <laughs> part-time, yeah. Yeah, part-time. No, <laughs> it's from my religion. Don't worry about it. Um, um, but uh, another factor that I kind of want to talk about this movie is the theme song that they oh, play in the opening my credits. God. Okay, it is so it's iconic, really and I absolutely. It is it is basically like the theme song for like the majority of Halloween of and I, I don't even need to say it uh for this this podcast because I mean if you have if you even even if you haven't seen this movie you have at least heard if you've this been theme in the spirit in store capacity. or party city I'm like why do I know this music and I'm like oh it's because it plays in a Halloween store or like any store that sells costumes during Halloween and I was like yeah oh. it, it is. It is so iconic and so ingrained with pop culture and just the entire month of October that I I just absolutely love that about this movie is that it's just some low budget horror movie from the 70s. This movie had like a budget of like, uh, God, what was it? It was like. Yeah, it, this movie had a budget of three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars and it made over forty seven million 
Oh my gosh! And yeah. It's just like the, fa- the the yeah the fact that it's just like this like less than like like half a million dollars of a movie like this very this is like a very cheap movie to make and it it is like spawned like this entire multi-movie franchise that has spanned multiple decades and has crossed over into like our generation uh for new movies and sequels that still have jamie lee curtis in it yeah um uh and and the fact that it's just the theme song is just a permanent fixture of october i just love that and i know i've said that before uh for other stuff of that that it's just really cool how there's just random like sound bites or uh things that can instantly be recognized for a movie i just love that and this is just like the perfect example of that yeah i thought the score was really good and i did i did think about how i think you mentioned did we talk about like the lack of score in Black Christmas. Was it Black Christmas where I said like there's a score? Or maybe no, maybe it was American Werewolf in London. It was it was American oh, okay. Werewolf because um American Werewolf did a soundtrack, have like not really a score. So, like it, it yeah, yeah, it, it well it had like the soundtrack of like all like the the music that they got the licensing for, but it did have its own original soundtrack of like a very like somber, like very like dramatic um orchestral score, but it's only like maybe 10 15 minutes in the movie uh total throughout the entire movie um black christmas i don't really remember there being much of a soundtrack other than just like very like suspenseful music and then like the occasional like creepy christmas tune that they they kind of twisted to make it seem a lot more sinister than it already was um which is nice when they they turn something cheerful and happy into something uh, sinister, like the creepy. song "Tiptoe Through I, the Tulips," that like creeps everybody out, and I don't think it was meant to be yeah. a creepy song. The thing is, I weirdly oh, love yeah. that song, but I love it because I haven't seen. Is it Insidious? It's it's one of it's I or is the I, it's so. one of I don't know. Um, but it's it, the Insidious or yeah, the Conjuring. It's one of the, it's one but, of the two. Um, I, it, I I I'm not much of a paranormal guy when it comes to horror movies i it's not that i like it's creeps me out or anything i just i i never really found like the appeal to that just in general like you know like paranormal investigation like ghost hunters and stuff like that um that was just something that i never really kind of connected with so it was something that i never really see that stuff creeps me out i mean i've I've given more than like this would because this is like like a slasher in a sense is almost like a mystery but in Kinda, in, in yeah. a sense, but um, like paranormal supernatural stuff like creeps me out because like I think a certain like uh okay for example I think I've mentioned this before there's a BuzzFeed does a true a true crime show that I really like and they do one that's one that's true crime it, it's called Unsolved and they do two one's true crime and one's uh like paranormal or supernatural and. I saw one episode of the supernatural one, but I specifically didn't want to watch it because like a, like a, like a true crime I can rationalize. And like, I understand that this is a human being that's doing this. Whereas supernatural, it might, it kind of is like, that's a door. I don't really want to open. It, it, it's a look of it, the draw. You, you never know what you're going to get. It creeps me out. And I, it's just that kind of, I don't really, I'm fine with being, yeah, I I do kind of think ghosts might be real, but I don't really want to, like, 
I don't. I don't need more reason to be creeped out. You're, you're you're not the kind of person that would like mess around with a Ouija board. No, no, drinking. Um, yeah, but um, I was so anyway. Actually, going back to the score, um, there yeah. was, and this was, I will say, I jumped the first. I jumped uh right in the beginning of because of that. Like, what instrument is that? Maybe a flute or a recorder it was the high-pitched like song it was a high-pitched music every time oh, jason oh, 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 michael oh. appears <laughs> just just that that sting the when whenever it would like pop yeah. up out of nowhere and, you're, and the first time it happened it's very high-pitched and i was like ah like i jumped at that because i didn't expect that but um it happens like anytime michael just suddenly appears and that i i I did. I think even that, like I've heard, and I don't know why I've heard that or where I've heard that. But um, yeah, this the soundtrack, the 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 score for this is really really great, and it's definitely creepy. Yeah. I will say, it did play a couple of times when I didn't think, like, I didn't really feel like there was a reason for it to play right now. Nothing's creepy is happening. Uh. There's no reason for me to think like not. Well, I don't know. It just kind of happened at times. It makes you think because you know music gives basically tells the audience something's about to happen. Whereas there were a couple times in this where it's it's setting the tone, but I just didn't think it was really necessary because again nothing happened. It was like I think in the beginning when Lori is like walking home with her friends. There was just a couple times where the music was playing, and yeah. I'm like, "Nothing's happening. There's no reason for me to be to me be hearing this." <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely not as like repetitive in like some like the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah. Um, like it's kind of veering off, but like in that one, they have like the uh, a similar thing where like he jumps out and they have like a sting. But there's a lot of times where they're playing like a very like suspenseful or like eerie music of like oh is he watching them like he probably is but we don't see him so it means absolutely nothing that this is a creepy music when they're walking to their car and driving away and then they're fine like 40 minutes later in the movie it's like oh wait why were they playing creepy music there was nothing creepy going on um yeah they they definitely do that like a couple of times in this movie but it's not as worn yeah, out yeah. as it is in other movies it's mainly um, in the beginning it's it, mainly it do- in the first act but then jason starts yeah. killing and it's like okay well it makes sense. michael, michael for god's sakes okay I- <laughs> the guy it- the guy starts killing william shatner starts killing <sighs> what a twist he takes off I, he, well, she, the, oh we got it yeah she rips off his mask yeah well well, well his mask is based off of uh it, oh. it's william shatner from star trek and then the the makeup and props department it, they basically took like a captain kirk like william shatner mask they they took it back they shaved the sideburns off messed with the hair and painted it white and and gave it to the actor or actors playing uh michael because there was like five or six different people playing michael in this movie they, they had a michael doing the stuntman work after he gets shot and falls off the railing they had a michael who was like a dog trainer for when he was like killing the dog there was a like a main guy there was one guy who was like basically like michael the majority of the movie the 
like main editor was um, Michael for the POV shots in the beginning when he was a kid. There's the little kid who played young Michael. There was the Michael who had his like mask taken off at the very end. And apparently, like this is just a rumor, uh, John Carpenter uh, played Michael at some point during the movie. I don't know when or if that is actually a thing. I would say they did pick all of them had. That's that's surprising. I didn't. I get the stunt person, but I'm surprised. I didn't think. I thought it was all one person because they all have the same body structure, and it. I thought it was the same person. There was no real indicator that it was multiple people. So that's pretty good. They chose well. Yeah. No. It was just. The, the times where it was like, oh, this is clearly like a different person. It was just like they, they picked a time where it was like, okay, well, we're just doing a POV shot or something like that here. Or it's just we're like for the dog bit, we only see his legs. So it, it would make sense if like that person didn't have like the similar body type. Um, oh, and they also had a different guy uh, playing Michael whenever he needed to like destroy like a window or like busting through the closet. And he was like the set designer. So he knew <laughs> what could be destroyed and what couldn't. So like many what was people. actually like a permanent fixture. Jeff, there was, it's like, your six... turn to be Michael today. Oh, all right. <laughs> again, all right. Again, I did it last time. All right. Time to go stabbing again. Um, Let me yeah. sharpen my knife real quick. I do want to talk about that scene where he is uh, Lori. Lori opens the like, window or the like door to the outside from the master bedroom and she's hiding in the closet and i mean i appreciate the effort but he had to assume that she was hiding in the closet and he was just she was just trying did to you just off. assume my hiding place um but he's like but <laughs> i can't imagine though she did a, i thought i know apparently so jamie lee curtis plays Lori, and uh, apparently she thought she thought she did was doing such a horrible job on day one that she was going to be fired. And I think cause I, Oh, I didn't know um, that. And she got a call from John Carpenter and she was assuming that she, he was going to fire her. And he actually, no, he was just, I think just saying she's doing a really great job or something. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Performance wise, I didn't really have an issue. I thought it was, I thought it was fine, especially when she was dealing with Michael because she looked she got the so name right. Tiny. She was so <laughs> that especially that closet scene because that was terrifying, especially because she and, the, and, and also she fought back. She did fight back, but also the light was on in the closet, and I thought for a second that actually did make it even creepier. Or not creepier, it did kind of make it even more terrifying because it's creepy when the lights are off, but when the lights are on and it's like the monsters can see yes. you. And you can see it as opposed to like how you're always, you know, like you're afraid of the dark. So you turn on the light, but turning on the light is not going to, that's not the issue. So that was yeah. actually very creepy. And she looks so genuinely terrified. Like I had, I thought her performance was great. Yeah. And, and, and she was able to dethrone her mother who had the title of screen queen from psycho. psycho. Her mother's Janet Lee, which I think I knew and then forgot. And I was like, her mother is Janet Lee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Her her mother was Janet Lee, who pretty much like had like the unofficial title of Scream Queen from her portrayal in Psycho, and then she pr- pretty much dethroned her for being the Scream Queen in this. When when uh, I almost said Jason out of habit from you saying it at this point, Michael shows up and and scares her and like slices at her her coat, and I don't know how he misses her. He's been like going batting 10 for 10 throughout this entire movie until oh my she gosh shows yeah, up he, he slices her he just misses she, her. and then she like 
falls down the not even falls down the stairs. She falls like over the like balcony part and yeah, she, lands on the stairs. Yeah, How yeah, she's yeah, alive she, is like crazy. And she's like running out of the house, like screaming for help. She goes to the neighbors, as you should. There's something going on, crazy, dangerous next door. I'm gonna go to the next door neighbors, and they like open like they turn on the lights and they look at her and she's like screaming for help and then they just turn off the lights and she's like what and i'm just like yeah you know what i hope later when she gives her police her her report to the police that she says i went to the neighbors and they did not let me in they i don't know what they thought was going on but i'm screaming for help i have an obvious cut on my arm and i'm limping like i'm not trick-or-treating it was like yeah, it's like I'm not trick or treating, and I'm clearly not like a deranged like homeless hobo or something like that. Like I'm not like I. It doesn't look like she's like on anything. She's barely coherent. She's just scared out of her mind. But you could understand what she's saying. She's not slurring her yeah. words or speech or anything like that. It's like this is a person in distress. She is bleeding. I just Help I her. just thought <laughs> I I think I was under the impression. I think I have seen like uh like a clip here and there maybe from like something you've sent me that was talking about horror. I don't know, but um, maybe. I, I was under the impression that it was going to be more of like, like a battle the whole, like for most of the movie, which isn't really a oh, slasher. Okay. Like she was going to be trying to keep Michael out of the house or like, she's kind of like protecting the I home front. I think that's the premise of one of the sequels. Okay. Maybe that's what I, I don't know, but I thought that was maybe. I, I I honestly don't know. Um, okay, I think that's what I thought this was gonna be, and then I'm like, why? That's well, this is more that this is more of the formula of a slasher of people dying one by one, as opposed to like a full on war, which is what I seem to be thinking it was gonna was gonna be. Um, but uh, I actually we got to talk about. So she rips off Michael's mask. And for a second, yes, and this is when she, Loomis finally arrives, and he has one, we kind of see, like, parts of him. Like, when he uh, jumps on the car, you kind of see what he looks like, like, a little bit. Um, you know, he's like a blonde, yeah, a white bit. guy. But that's pretty much it. And um, he has, like, one eye, like, shut. Like, like... Well, I think it's because that she stabbed him with like the, oh, okay, the, okay, okay. The, the coat hanger earlier, so that it's that's that's why he's oh, like got his eyes I shut. I kind of thought it was just like a like maybe like a, a scar, 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 or like a deformity kind of thing. Like his eyes were just no, because uh, no, like when we see him as a kid, he's like a completely normal <laughs> know, kid. Like there's nothing that's wrong with what him. I was thinking. Aside from aside from like you know. He, he like mentally snapped or whatever the hell happened to that's him. That's what I thought. That's um, why I was like, "That's he didn't have that as a kid. Why does he have this?" Okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah, um, but it it was kind of interesting that for the most part there doesn't seem to be really anything supernatural about Michael. But when Luma shows up and he he shoots like he has like a revolver and fires like all like six shots at him which causes him to like fall, like basically do like a backflip over the railing and fall and uh, presumably die. He checks to see if uh, uh, Lori's okay. And then when he goes and checks to confirm his kill, Michael's not there and leaves on like the foreboding notice. Like, was that the boogeyman? He very well could be. He very well could be. And I said it was play the score again. Yeah. It's like, I believe it was. Yeah. And yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah. But it, God, yeah, get it, memorize the movie. God, 
Oh my gosh, you can't name the character. <laughs> I I flub up one line of dialogue. Don't at me, bro. We're not talking about me um, and and uh, Jason. <laughs> God. Do not talk to me or my Jason ever again. Um, but no, it was it was just really kind of surprising that that was how it ended because for the most part, it, like Michael followed like very strict normal rules for the the times like no he gets like stabbed with like a, a netting needle he went down and he's bleeding he gets stabbed in the eye with a or like messed up in the eye with a, a coat hanger like you see like the results his his like eye is like messed up when the mask comes off you get shot six times and fall off of a balcony from a second story building you don't get up but in this this, this is like the one time where like he gets up and gets away which I mean, it makes sense because, like, you know, sequel material and this this does kind of go into, like, you never know if the killer is dead kind of cliche for for horror movies. And that makes sense. And I'm, it, I understand why they did that. But it's just like, I felt like they could have just, like, he could have, like, fired and, like, made it seem like the bullet grazed him. And then he got away and he just couldn't catch up with him. Yeah, because I'm, or like, Or something like is... that. Or like, had it, or, like, had him trapped somewhere. Yeah, and I was, like, and he breaks out kind of thing yeah Yeah, because i was thinking that too like um so yeah the knitting needle i guess he would he'd be in pain and injured but i don't think he would be dead and then wasn't he also stabbed though by her he he was stabbed with like the the knitting needle and but didn't she pick um, up the knife and like stab him after the i think so and that's when because that's when like she goes to gets the kids and tells them to get out and you see uh michael just sit up he was like laying on the ground. Then he just sits up. But for the gunshots, I was like, I assumed, I know, like, and when he didn't, when he wasn't there, I'm like, okay, yeah. But I, I was more like, is well, he wearing? There's like eight sequels, so of course he needs to be. But back. I was more like, is he maybe wearing like a vest underneath, like a bulletproof vest? Like I'm trying to think of how he did not die from six being yeah. like just like six shots at least. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah, no, I, I, again, I haven't seen the sequel, so I can't judge that. All I know is that the third one has almost nothing to do with Michael from what I remember. I do want to watch the second one. Uh, I, I, I do too at some point. I'll probably make that like something I'm going to do uh, this week or something. I, I, uh, but yeah, that'll I, be fun. Because it, I, I think I looked up the sequel and I assumed it was like... I don't know, like a year later or something. I uh, whatever. But then found out, nope. It's literally just continuation of that night, which I'm like, okay, that I really like because yeah, that is that is really cool that they they did that. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess it kind of just jumps into our our final thing of could do you think this could happen? Um, I will say. I think, um, I know before we were talking about the complex and I, and the idea of like, I, I can't wrap my head or I couldn't wrap my head around the whole time. Like why Lori, why he's picking Lori. I can under, I'm now more I think mm-hmm. about it. I can understand like it wasn't as much revenge or ba- because of the nature of killing his sister and the fact that it was his sister it seems like there'd be more of a complex of he only kills people who do this or resemble his sister sister or out of revenge or something. And 
I I still kind of think that, but I I have I can understand like you know for I really like cop shows and obviously I like true crime, so I I know yeah. like that sometimes there can be like the complex of like it's not as much the why, but like the it, it's more of the idea of like the planning or the the stalking is what is the thrill. So I think in terms of that, I, th- I think there's a lot of things that are very realistic about this. Um, yeah, I think, uh, but I think how, why he would have survived all this is in question. Um, but we also, I don't know, maybe in the sequels, we get some answer to that. So who knows, but with just that, just out of this movie, um, I think, and I don't know what teenagers were like in the seventies. Apparently they were terrible <laughs> babysitters and constantly, <laughs> they were just terrible people from the movies I've seen <laughs> and just, just having sex in random people's houses and, <laughs> and like, I can you imagine those people are going to come home and, and find, Oh, let me not find. They're probably the police. I'm assuming would be there, <laughs> but like, Oh, someone's been on our couch. Hey, like someone's been in our fridge. Our, is this our just bed gonna be like been, a three bears our thing? Our bed has been sad. <laughs> Someone's been in our bed. Like, uh, first, like I thought you were gonna be like, our bed has been sexed upon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who would do this? <laughs> like, just use like some like weird, not completely correct terminology. The, they, they just pull out like magnifying glasses. We're on the case. <laughs> they they pull out a black and, light. Ew, and like a Sherlock Holmes hat. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, All right. Uh do you think on. this is so, real? Um, <laughs> uh no, I don't I don't think that this is real. I feel like as soon as Michael Myers broke out of the asylum and with the strong uh description that the doctor is given of like Dr. Loomis is given is like this is a deranged psychopath. This needs to have more attention. I feel like the the hospital would have tried to get like Good point. Like basically would have like tried to put in like way more of an effort and just made sure that like not just one doctor is going out looking for this insane guy who killed his sister at the age of six. I felt like there would have been a lot more like involvement because he, he has to like go and approach everyone like face to face. Like he, he involved the sheriff because he just happened to stumble upon him for like a random break in, which I I assume is it was Michael earlier in the day. Uh, that, oh that yeah, really oh yeah. I mean, I assume upon. it has to be. They're saying like, well, um, uh, the yeah, just so, Bob so, so, was suspended yeah, some with rope, and, rope uh, and, but I love they took some rope and a bunch of knives. It's like that. That sounds like a killer. Like, like yeah, it's like oh yeah, you know, kid stuff. Like no, what kid would take a bunch of knives and rope? Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it just seems that like. I think a lot more involvement from the hospital and the police would have been involved rather than just one doctor and one hodunk small town sheriff. That's a good point. Like at least like a few dep like a few deputies or a few other like medically licensed professionals that like Loomis works with or like work under him, like a couple like nurses or like uh orderlies from the hospital that like know like Michael to at least some kind of familiarity that they could like identify him without his mask because he doesn't walk around with like the mask i'm assuming the entire movie otherwise people would like immediately like 
okay, who's the freak following us with the mask? I'm calling the cops. Like, I get it. It's Halloween, but like, that's, that's sus. That's really, that's really, that's really sketchy. Also, now that I think about it. So yeah, I do. I do agree. I more think like, like Lori was pretty real. I think, I think there were a lot of aspects about this that were real, very realistic. Yeah. No, like, but- I, like everyone, everyone like portrayed like their characters, like as like normal as I would think, like, like, oh yeah. Like the, the girlfriend obsessed with like their boyfriend, a vice versa, or like, she just wants to go out and party and have fun. And Lori is just kind of like, you know, plays it safe. And is kind of like the very like vanilla, yeah. like virgin type character that would live through a situation where a killer would be involved. I more think it's, I don't buy that she wouldn't, why would she not try to get out of the house? And why was she still in the house? Because they needed, they needed more of her and Michael. Okay. But that's not yeah. a good reason because any person would have gotten out of the house. Um, because then the movie wouldn't happen, <laughs> well, Sam, and we wouldn't get that fine climatic showdown between Lori and well, you Jason. Know what it, <laughs> well, you uh, know what it could have been? Oh, you're not going to correct me? But if anything, it could have been like she's leaving with the kids and then Michael just grabs her from behind and she still screams to them, go, go get help or whatever. Like that feels makes more sense. Um I mean that more or less like happens like when the kids like eventually Yeah, leave. but why wouldn't she have gone with them? That's that's I just don't think why why would I, she still I, stay in the house with this killer? I feel like she was like I think that was just like her way of like trying to protect the kids because of like if she ran with the kids, she's going to run faster than them and he's going to catch up with the kids before he's going to catch up with them. Oh, because she he I, so was I, I, after her, not the kids. I yeah, I feel like that that was like the only I mean, way to kind of like justify okay. All but, of that. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it makes the most sense. I do, but also, um, I do think that, okay, he's he's broken out to kill. Okay. And again, based on what his, what he specifically did, you would think it would, there, there, I don't think there was a good reason why he returned to his hometown. Like, unless there was a specific, there wasn't, a, what was the specific reason for it? Other than, is that where his sister's it's Halloween. That's where his sister's uh tombstone was? Like I, I think it was just because it was Halloween. I, I think that's why. I don't know why he waited so long. It just I just don't I, think it makes sense. Like if he just wanted to kill, why would he just why would he go back to his hometown? Why not somewhere else? And No, I think it's explained in one of the sequels and there was like time travel involved what? and he read the he read the book of like the dead and it just he woke up the mummy <laughs> and then there was a giant ant involved and it was just it was a whole thing yeah oh oh i mean you know how it goes right i want to see that movie <laughs> i mean it goes like i think i just I, I hope that's not what happened <laughs> well, like how there's like uh friday the 13th in space there could be a uh, halloween time travel hey, that is a very that is a very gradual climb from part one to ten okay <laughs> there, there is ten there are there are nine movies leading up to that, and it's a very gradual, and it makes sense when it gets there. Not much, but it makes sense, because it's in the future. It just doesn't happen in space. What are you, crazy? <laughs> okay. It's not like Leprechaun 4, where that takes place in space. They only had three movies to build them up into space. Friday the 13th, they had ten, ten. movies. It makes That's sense. so many. I'm on six right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're watching all of them? I'm I'm watching all of them right now, and I'm on six right now. <laughs> oh man! 
yeah, we, we, we just we just got past Corey Feldman uh, killing Jason when he was like 13. And uh, yeah, Corey that was Feldman fun. is in uh, one of them. Yeah, he's in, he's, them? He, he's in he's in five, which is the final chapter. Uh, and then his character comes back in part six called New Beginning, because um, originally they were only going to make like four or five parts. And it's like, this is the final chapter. All right. Now check out the new one, new beginning. It's like what? No, that's not how this works. So, um, yeah, the only Friday the Third I saw part of the more recent Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I saw, you know, they put him in the lake and then he jumps up and kills him, or ch- go to kill them, and then that's the movie, the red credits roll. Um, after yep, that, actually, yep. after Lori stabbed him with the knitting needle, I was like, is that it? Is the movie over? Nope. Yep. There's 30 minutes of nothing after that. No, it was like the last like 10 minutes of the movie, I, honestly. I know. I, I watched it on TV. Oh, so okay. it was like, there was a lot of commercials. I, I was renting it. And the whole, the movie is about an hour and a half. And it, it's just very kind of leisurely paced up until, not maybe not leisurely paced, but it's very, it is more spread yeah. out because he's doing this all in secret. Um, as like you know, like I said, as opposed to Black Christmas, where, hey, where's Claire? Uh, hey, where's yeah, Mrs. I mean, they don't know Mrs. Max gone, but like it's the idea they know exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but they don't know anybody's missing yet, so I, it makes more yeah. sense. But um, yeah, it's just the I was just very surprised that it took so it, long. It, it's a lot more slow and drawn out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. What would you rate and or recommend this movie for? I mean, I was actually very surprised. I thought based on, I think based on like the, you know, that lo- the logo of like the pumpkin and then the knife. I I think yeah. that like even creeped me out. And I was expecting this to be all like, <laughs> a terrifying movie. I I think this is. You're, you're expecting something a little bit more campy or something? Like, I think just. Like if it was like like Black Christmas was kicked up a notch. Like Black Christmas, I thought was I again like I said more on the edge of my seat and creeped out. Whereas with uh, this, I things were just happening a lot slower, so I just wasn't as like I did jump at a couple times. Like oh my god, he's killing Annie and he's somehow gone in her car or like oh like I think that's creepy. <laughs> like there were parts that I jumped, but like it was again like a lot slower, so I wasn't as I wasn't filled with tension. Um, I would. So I just was very surprised. I thought I was going to be more creeped out than I was. I, I would kind of, I, I, I would say again, if you're a horror person, if you're a slasher person, just go for it. Um, it, yeah. it will not give you nightmares. I think unless you're like <laughs> no, a not, little kid, not... maybe then a little kid, you shouldn't be watching this, yeah. but Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, anyone can watch you gotta, this. You gotta go by that rating system. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say there is, like, it's mainly there's nudity in it, honestly. I feel yeah. like this look makes it an R. Um, and pot. And, and and a little bit of pot. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a big no-no in the 70s. No one did pot in the 70s. But also, <laughs> but also I will say, Andy <laughs> was doing it whilst driving, and I'm like, okay, that's not safe. What? That's totally fine. No, don't don't do drugs, and yeah, don't no, do I'm, drugs I'm, while I'm, driving. I'm, I'm yeah, joking. no, I figured you were yes. joking. <laughs> um, it's like what? That's not my sarcastic voice. <laughs> um, um, 
Yeah, I would say anyone could really watch this. I would say, uh, because of the nudity, I would say, like, you know, at least six, you know, maybe 16-year-olds could watch this, because there is a lot of nudity. But yeah. Definitely, I mean... I mean, unless you're watch, like watching this on TV, then you're fine. I'm assuming, yeah, like, cut things or crop things or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's cropped and or blurred. I just thought it was so funny that they... What was the plan? They were just gonna... Andy was going to go get her boyfriend, Paul, and then Linda and her boyfriend were going to come over. Were they always just going to go up and stairs and have sex in someone else's house while Annie babysat I, with a kid downstairs? Like, what was I, the plan? I don't, think that was, I don't think that was the initial plan. I think it just became the plan when they realized, like, hey, we have the house to ourselves. They got a pretty sweet upstairs bedroom. Let's give that a spin. Okay said the boyfriend and every boyfriend after that. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I, in terms of like recommending this movie, um, this is definitely like a Halloween movie. Like this is definitely something like when October rolls around, this is something that will play on like AMC or FX or like pretty much like any movie that like plays like horror movies like constantly. And there's good reason this just screams Halloween, not just because that's the title of the movie, but it just has like that very like October fall feel to it. And I absolutely love that. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend this movie as like a holiday movie. It's fun to watch for the whole family. <laughs> the um, whole family <laughs> if everybody is like at least sixteen. There there's not a ton of swearing. It's yeah. really and the Yeah, it's it's mainly just the nudity of the murder. I mean the murder, but it's not like a horrible gore fest. It's like it's it's kind of like like with Black Christmas, like kill someone and then nothing, then kill someone, then nothing. It's mainly I feel like if anything, it's the nudity that gives it. Yeah, really- and and like yeah, yeah, it's mainly the nudity and um, yeah, no, and the body count for this movie is a lot lower than people would think. There's only yeah. like what like five, so five, six. The kills guy in this he movie. steals um, clothes from. He's like the mechanic guy that Lewis yeah. finds. Well, he doesn't find the guy. He finds the truck and he finds uh, Michael's like hospital gown. Uh, he then kills. Yeah. Uh, Linda. Uh, his sister. In okay, the, beginning. the sister and uh, the mechanic guy. Uh, Annie. The dog. Linda, yeah. Uh, Bob, the dog. And yeah, about six. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a very small body count. Uh, five people and one dog. The bastard. He had everything coming to him. I was when they have them. Um, I was like, he killed the dog. Yeah, that's when you stopped rooting for Michael. <laughs> that's the thing is, I was thinking about that too because I I understand that like there is that, and we talked about this when Black Christmas about the idea of like rooting for the killer, like you root for Jason, you root for Michael. Um, but like, I, I felt like there was no reason to root for him personally. I mean. It, like there, there wasn't really anything reason to root for him because like the the kids in this movie weren't like as bad as they are in like other movies like in the Friday Thirteenth movies like most of them are kind of assholes <laughs> and they kind of have it coming. It's like oh this guy is just being a drunk asshole and is like like trying to like hook up with like every girl counselor here. Okay, I'm I'm not sad that this guy's dying. Okay, this girl just this guy just stole. The, this girl's clothes while she's skinny dipping the lake in the middle of the night 
first of all, that's a dumb idea on your part, lady. Uh, <laughs> second of all, this dude had everything coming. I'm glad this dude is found with an axe in his head. That's a messed up thing to do. Yeah, these were just dumb um, teenagers. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're just dumb teenagers doing what dumb teenagers did in the 70s and mostly and today for like a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we can't re- we can't do that, any of that now. We're in quarantine. <laughs> yes, that that's we can't trick or treat. Yes, yes, that that's 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 the issue. Um, I want to trick or treating. Where am I going to get my candy now? The store, because you're <sighs> adult. Like a boring. I can do that all year round. I mean, I want to get it from strangers. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> what a weird way to put that. <laughs> I only get my candy from strangers. Don't, don't <laughs> judge me. <laughs> I can only do this once a year. Don't judge me. <laughs> so, so final thoughts on the movie. I, I give this movie um, four bloody pumpkins out of five. Um, I give it, again, on Pawn First Viewing, I give it uh, like three bloody pumpkins. I, I liked okay, it. I, I think it was just a lot slower than I expected. Yeah, that's fair. I, I It is a lot slower than I remember. Um, but the times where like stuff does happen, it is very entertaining. And in my opinion, Dr. Loomis steals the show like nine times out of ten with every scene that he's in. Yeah. Uh, it he's just a powerhouse in that movie and fun fact uh john carpenter uh, originally wanted that character to be played by none other than uh the late peter cushing's uh but oh. the year before he was he the year before he was in star wars there was no way they were going to get him for a low budget horror movie <laughs> what a, that would have been really weird <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really weird because he he did want to go for like a uh uh I said this before a Van Helsing versus Dracula kind of vibe and he played Van Helsing for very many years against uh, uh Christopher Lee as Dracula so wait, wait, it was wait, Grand Marf it, it was Grand Marf Tarkin versus Count Dooku for multiple movies what yeah you didn't know Christopher Lee was Dracula I be- I I don't know if I think maybe I knew that. I, be- I believe yeah, it, it regardless. I think I just didn't, I definitely didn't know that freaking Tarkin is Van Helsing. Yeah, and he was also um, Dr. Frankenstein in a lot of the same, similar movies. It Wait, was the, the uh, 70s. Peter Cushing or? Peter Cushing was uh, Dr. Frankenstein for a lot of movies as that well. I also in the totally 70s. Yeah, in the seventies, they had like a resurgence of like the classic Universal monster movies. So like they did, did redid a lot of like Dracula and uh, Frankenstein movies and and similar movies like that, but they made it a lot more scary. And and since it was in color, they wanted to include blood, and that was kind of like the big thing of like this is now a scary, slightly gory movie. Um, gory for the time, not really gory now. It's just kind of campy because it's a very cartoonish overly saturated red blood than yeah than what actual blood looks like yeah um but yeah so i i guess i did have a little history lesson for you there out there folks um on that note i'm samantha <laughs> tomlinson and i'm kevin tracy have a spooky halloween everybody goodbye goodbye